Welcome to the podcast Bench Talk. I'm Joe Hilditch, High Sheriff of Herefordshire. Today I'm talking to Vicky James and her daughter Clemmie. Clemmie is at school at Westfield Special School in Lempster, and as interviews are probably not the easiest for her, her mum has agreed to answer sometimes in the voice of her daughter, but at least give her voice, but so that the listener can understand the difficulties of life in Herefordshire with such physical and learning disabilities. Vicky has also made it her life's work to raise awareness of accessibility in Herefordshire, having set up a community interest company called Accessible Herefordshire. And we'll be working with her at Visit Herefordshire as well, so I can see we're going to have to pay attention to her. Today's bench talk comes from Clem's school at Westfield on a couple of chairs in the quiet room. So welcome, Vicky. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Let's just start with, um, you know, where you're from and so on. Are you from Herefordshire or...? No, I'm originally from Liverpool and um, my mum decided that I should learn how to cook as she can't cook. She will tell you she can't cook. And so she sent me to Hereford Tech at the tender age of 18 to do a Cordon Bleu cookery course. And that's where I met my husband. And oh, the Tech in Hereford? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we did, I did a year's cookery course at, at the Tech and he did a, a few terms and then we ended up going to work in the south of France on yachts. Oh, that sounds uh, a nice life. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then I don't know why, but we suddenly decided that that was just too jolly. And we ought to get on the uh, housing ladder. And we moved to London and, uh, you know, saddled ourselves with a mortgage. Yes. <laughs> Seemed like a good People idea yeah. <laughs> at the time. And that's, that's how we, uh, we started our life in London. And then we moved out to Hertfordshire. And we had our eldest, Lucy, in Hertfordshire. And then we had Clementine, our second child. And pretty soon it was apparent that um, she had some developmental delay and she developed epilepsy. So the first few um, months of her life were trips to Great Ormond Street and just trying to identify what, what the problem was. But it was apparent that there was a problem, there were several problems, and that we needed potentially uh, to review our life going forwards as it wasn't going to be as straightforward as we'd possibly planned mm. it's going to be it's mm. going to be much different and um, and you know the the people that that looked after us at the time were very very good at, at letting us know that that our lives were not going to be as as we thought they were going to be they were very supportive and uh so then you came to Herefordshire with Clem yeah. and Lucy. A, a quirk, yeah. Um, and my parents-in-law lived in, uh, li- well, my mother-in-law lives in Stoke Prior now, and um, she found a clipping in the Woman magazine, I think it was, from Megan Baker House, and it was just on the doorstep at Morton Eye at the time, and it helps people with mobility issues and brain injuries and Parkinson's and all sorts of, of things to gain independence, to, to train their muscles to do a little bit more than if you didn't train them at all. So we came up to Herefordshire, we did a three-week block, I think it was, with Clem when she was about three. Did and she go to Megan Baker House then? She went to Megan Baker House for what's called a block placement, so intensive every single day. For three weeks and in that three-week block she learns how to sit independently crawl commando crawl and eat a biscuit which she couldn't do before in three weeks so that was it I was I said right that's it we're moving to Herefordshire it's great and, and of course you know the the um, housing is so much more reasonable than in the southeast 
and it was for us it was a no-brainer and we we moved to Herefordshire and Clemmie attended Megan Baker House every week and she came on loops and bounds there and she was almost walking until one Christmas unfortunately she caught flu and um, she was really really poorly and they said for us to expect the worst the worst scenario and that was pretty awful nights and then the next day she started to rally and and, uh, and came back to us but unfortunately she suffered some brain damage in that time and all of that lovely progress that we'd made at Megan Baker was mm. wiped out really oh dear mm. and how, how would you describe her now is she um, she be mobile she's not mobile now. no she she lost all those skills unfortunately so that was really obsessing she's in a wheelchair she doesn't walk she's hoisted everywhere she she can't move really but she's very she can she can giggle and she can give you a, a funny look from under her eyelashes when she's <laughs> and she does lots of huffing and puffing um she's an 18 year old with a sense of humor but it's not always uh, apparent to see what it is that she's thinking about, mm. you know. But you know if she's happy, you know if she's sad. And it's, it must be hard sometimes, and for the yeah. rest of the family, for Absolutely. Your, your nuclear family, your husband, and you had another child then after. Yes, I had, we had a late arrival, Pippi, who's um, now 11, and uh, yeah, she... Uh, she came along as a, as a late surprise but and, and made our family complete really because she was the little sister that my eldest daughter had been expecting which sounds a bit cruel really but if you're expecting a little playmate to come along and mm. then something comes along you know a little girl that's not not interacting with you and not not wanting to play with you and not the little baby that you're expecting mm. it is a big Absolutely. thing yeah know. I mean I had it the other way around because I, I was the second in the family and my elder sister was uh, had very bad special special needs as well and in fact she was at Westfield as well no one lovely. of the first pupils but it but it definitely you know affects the rest of the family and it affects your interactions and it affects what you can do and yeah. how you see the world don't yeah. you find that absolutely absolutely so Pippi's not known anything different in her life but Lucy, as I say, you know, um, it was a bit, it was a bit tough for her because um, if Clemmie has a seizure, then all, that stops everything. You know, you can't go to that party because I've got to look after Clemmie. She's not very well. Oh, you can't go swimming because um, Clemmie's got a, a hospital appointment. You know, and they are always sort of on the, the last to be considered, really, and they get used to that. But I don't think it's a particularly great thing to get be getting used to no, all the time. It's tough. Yeah. It's really tough. But it's actually probably quite good for you. Yeah. You know, yeah. it definitely made me stronger. Absolutely. And, and, my, and yeah. the rest of my siblings. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're certainly um, flexible thinkers, put yeah. it that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's so special about this special school? This is a very special school. Clemmie's uh, been here since she was um, five and it's the second family to her she's had the same people looking after her and they they are a huge part of her life and she giggles when it's the first day back at school in september she's so giggly to think she's coming back because it must be really quite boring being stuck with us for the whole summer holiday no, surely not <laughs> um but uh, no, she absolutely loves coming to school, and of course now she's top of uh, top of the sixth form, so she thinks she's just great, and yeah. uh, and she'll be going, um, she'll be moving on 
And I think that's going to be a tough one um, after being here for so many years. What's next for her? So she's going to go to Star College, which is at Ledbury Road in Hereford. And that's going to be very exciting for her and very grown up. And she's going to have a, a degree of independence there um, as far as Clemmy can in that, you know, she'll be travelling all the way to Hereford and they're going to make some provision for her. She really likes... There's tram- a bus. There's a bus, yeah. Clemmy loves trampolining and she loves hydrotherapy. Um, so they are making special provision to en- enable her to, to still access those activities. How many kids are there? It's probably... I'm not sure of the numbers, but it's quite tiny, really, sort of under 20. Mm-hmm. So the specialists... And does it specialist. take her through the next, say... Five years. It's taken for the next, um, yeah, no, next five years. And and most of the children now, well, the young adults there, have been to Westfield, so it'll all be very familiar. Yeah, she'll know them. She'll know them, yeah. yeah. My, my mum was on the steering group when they started Westfields here. Oh, wow. Westfield. Yeah. And it was just one single classroom, I think. Wow, gosh. Well, it's certainly, yeah, grown and... Uh, your mum must be really proud, and I think she's going to. Is she going to come and have a yeah, look? Yeah, yeah. She's desperate to come back in. Yeah, no, she'll be uh, astounded when she sees how many children there are. So describe a, a day out with Clemmy and the family. Okay, so a typical day out for us. First of all, we have to look at something that we can all do, and secondly, Clementine's in wears pads because she's doubly incontinent and in a wheelchair, and she's eight stone. So. Um, when you sometimes see um, disabled changing facilities, they might have a baby change in there. Well, obviously, you can't sort of lift Clemmy and change her on one of those. So we have to find what's called a changing place. And there's a few of them around. There's a great one at the cattle market site um, in Hereford. So we can go shopping, which is great. <laughs> is that the only one in Herefordshire? There's one in Barrington Hall, the National Trust property, um, which is great as well. And I think there's one at Lempster. You're quite limited because you have to be within, you know, distance of, of, make, of being able to make Clem comfortable. So, for example, if we were to go skating, Clemmy can go skating to the roller rink because her wheelchair is allowed on there. But, you know, you still have to get her through the door over the threshold. And obviously there's not going to be a changing place facility uh, there. So... You have to always bear in mind that you can pitch up somewhere and have good intentions of having a lovely time. But if Clemmy needs changing and she's uncomfortable, then all play has to stop and you have to get back in the car and, you know, trudge over to where where, mm. where there's a place that she can be changed. And again, that's where my children are flexible and they're used to this. But we, if we have a little friend with them, the friend... Um, is on a sharp learning curve. Yeah. And they're... They're not used to it. They're not used to it. And they're like, well, we've only been here 10 minutes. It's like, well, this is what we have to do. (laughs) So, you know, we we don't realise until we have a little friend with us that our lives are perhaps a little more complicated. Absolutely. I mean, generally, we've got a tourism business, which is self-catering. But, you know, what do you think... How are you going to work with Visit Herefordshire to try and ameliorate the problem of not just... Uh, Clem type disabilities but any disabilities around Herefordshire that's that's really interesting because we're going to um, be a a source of information and um, we can go and visit uh, companies who express an interest and advise them Um, so if it was yourself for example we say you know start with your online message because um, people with disabilities um, and, and abilities Differing, differing abilities all start 
with their research online. So if you are aware of that and perhaps put some photographs of your thresholds, your doorways, your um, facilities, your parking, you know, if, for example, you've got a gravel path where the parking is, perhaps if you, um, you know, scraped away some of the gravel so it was easy to push a wheelchair through. It's the little things like that mm. that show that you care, that you love, that you're, you know, you're welcoming. And you can tell people about that on your Google My Business, on your website, on your social media. And we can come along. We're going to a um, centre next week, which is an adventure centre, who've actually turned away people with disabilities because they didn't have any idea of how to accommodate them. So with a simple, um, even, for, so for example, for your holiday cottages, I would suggest maybe raising them up um, on blocks or um, you can get special things that you, you mean the beds the beds yeah I've said you could get a mobile hoist underneath them and you can hire the mobile hoist or you can rent you know you can buy one if you think uh, people are going to use it and and tell people about it mm. and then they're more likely to use your property and then they tell their friends so and then you get repeat business and you're opening up to a whole new market yeah. that perhaps you hadn't thought about. So why should I be motivated to do that? Well, the purple pound, as it's called, um, is the amount spent by disabled people and their carers is worth £274 billion a year to the UK mm, economy. I could have some of that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's rising by 14% per year. And if Herefordshire can access this market with just a little bit of advice and tweaking of their message and their business space and showing the love to our visitors, um, I think that would be a great thing. You must have got into some scrapes along the way. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tell. Yeah. You're thinking Spill of a particular funny story. Oh. Yeah, we do get, we have had some, yeah, just, just, we went on holiday one year and we had, um, there's a brilliant scheme called the Motability Scheme that um, your listeners might know of. And um, if you fit, fit certain t criteria, mobility criteria, which Clementine does, unfortunately, um, you have a, a car that works, a brand new car and, and somebody looks after it for you and services it for you. And it's a brilliant scheme. And of course, sometimes these cars are very shiny and lovely and new. So we pitched up in Cornwall, um, parked up, and they and we had tinted windows uh, to keep the heat out, the, the, the Cornwall sunshine. So you couldn't really see inside our car. So to all intents and purposes, we'd rocked up in a beautiful, shiny car and parked in a disabled space. And Ooh. my husband and I were able-bodied to all, you know, intents and purposes. And this guy came storming over towards us and said, you can't park there, that's for disabled people. Oh, gosh. And um, so my husband uh, gave him a guided tour of the inside of our car, which consisted of um, adult-sized nappies, oxygen tanks, feeding tubes, breathing machines, <laughs> and, a very, and, and three children staring at him. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and he sort of limped away apologetically. He was suitably remorseful. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. No, and, uh, and my daughter, my eldest daughter was a teenager at the time, she was mortified. But, <laughs> you know, it's, we, it's just, some people are too quick to judge, you know, and don't look for the, black, the, the blue badge mm. and um, perhaps think, 
But uh, but your your girl your other girls don't get embarrassed about Clem. No, they haven't. They're very protective of her, and um, you know we'll outstare any any to- poor toddler that starts looking at Clem. <laughs> yeah, yes, but they're very. Yeah, I remember doing that. Yeah, I remember doing that. Well, and what about your your own life? You know, do you do you do other things as well, or are you completely absorbed with Camp Clem? I manage to to work school are very supportive of Clem in the week so that's great so I managed to to do some work I recently trained as a hypnotherapist so I have a, a hypnotherapy practice and I'm uh, I'm enjoying the accessible Herefordshire um, project as well uh, which keeps me very busy that's voluntary though it's not gonna earn you any money no it's not gonna earn me any money no but I do enjoy the prospect of um making Herefordshire more accessible um, but my hypnotherapy practice yeah I, that that's really great and I've seen some fantastic results particularly post-covid with anxiety and young people with anxiety in particular um, it's, it's thrown up a whole lot of questions hasn't it and and mm. situations that people have found themselves in and so I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to be able to help them with that, really. Do you, you know, your own mental health, has it been affected by the difficulty of having Clem, which it must be difficult? And do you ever feel sorry for yourself? <laughs> um, I certainly have done over the years. It's, there's been some ups and some downs. And um, it, I would describe it, I think somebody else described it as booking a holiday to Barbados and ending up in Skegness no offence to Skegness, is that you end up in a, in a place where you didn't think you were going to be and, and, and you have no control over. Um, and that's certainly a shock and anybody listening who's been in this position will understand totally. And I think it's a slow burn grief that you go through because you haven't got what you thought you were going to get and, and, and you know that, you know, Clem is life limited and I know that but we're having a great time at mm. the moment mm. so it, it, it's very difficult to stop yourself futuring sometimes and you yeah. have to live you in know, the present live in the present and say no actually mm. this is what we're doing now mm. we're not thinking about but it does it's an art and, and I think that's why I became a hypnotherapist because I've developed that art for myself I use self-hypnosis a lot what is self-hypnosis? Self-hypnosis is, is so I learnt it when I, I was having chemo during lockdown. I had uh, I was diagnosed with oh, breast cancer. Not a problem. <laughs> um, and I really don't like needles or anything, so I had to take myself off when they were when they were putting the needles in, mentally to a beach or a lovely a lovely uh, memory, and just put myself in that moment um, so that I could actually get through that process and you know you do get I did get through it thank goodness and so that's taught me a lot of things really about myself and um about this journey so I did used to feel sorry for myself but I now I've got nothing to feel sorry for myself about now because I mean it is disappointing when care lets you down when you know you're booked to go somewhere and then you just can't you just can't you you know and is there a problem with carers now yes there's a shortage of carers and Clemmy is so um she's she's a tricky she's a tricky one she got to have a specific kind she's of got carer. To be, yeah you've got to be trained um in clemmy <laughs> yes <laughs> and it's quite a steep so, learning curve so it's just a clem sitter and yeah it's no a clem sitter yeah that's it it's quite tricky but the, the carers we have and, and have had have been absolutely fantastic 
and um, we're very lucky to, to live where we live and have you know access to great charities and great support and does your husband at home, does he help a lot in the house or is he... He does, yeah. He did travel pre-COVID a lot. He was always away um, somewhere. Um, but COVID has grounded him. Oh, <laughs> Clipped so his wings. A, that's a silver lining. <laughs> well, yeah, that, I mean, that's great. So you've had a bit of really help great. at home. Yeah, we've had, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he does all the cooking, so that's fantastic. I've had a private chef at home. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Ah, because of course you were at cookery school that's together. That's right, yeah. He, oh. did, he did better than I did. He's a natural chef. <laughs> I had to be forced to learn to it. <laughs> so do you have any other hobbies now or don't really have time for don't it? Don't really have time. Um, no, not really. I mean, we walk the dogs and we live in a beautiful place. Well, it's, well, the whole of Herefordshire is beautiful, isn't it? So we're very lucky to access some great walks and um, we've got two dogs. And has COVID, I mean, apart from what you were talking about, your husband, has COVID affected yeah, Clem's going to school and yes. the other kids and yeah. your family life? What, what's... Absolutely. Well, um, so Pippi, my youngest, was at home and Clemmy was at home. And of course, we thought Clemmy was at risk more because she has respiratory problems and she has scoliosis. So she, so her, her lungs are quite tiny. Mm. Um, but um, she... She was. She really loved being at home, and this school is so fantastic. They were able to send Clem's teachers to our house, and um, they were, you know, they were and they were allowed to come. They were allowed to come because it, yeah, because it's special. It was a special school, special special education, and they so came. did her D come. D came and um, gave, and she, and we've continued that now so that we were finding that Clem was having less seizures being at home so not traveling every day she was having uh, fewer and fewer seizures so we learned that in lockdown so we've we've carrying that on now so Clem has half her education at home and half at school and this school is so great that it, it's allowed that flexibility mm. Mm, and whatever's good for Clem is good you know and, and we will allow it and yeah. the family and us yeah yeah so you've talked about um, your tourism in the Herefordshire, but perhaps you mm. could give me your three top tourism tips, and that's particularly, obviously, around having a clem. Yeah, having so- a clem. Yes, absolutely. So I, we love going to... We're National Trust members, and we love going to Barrington Hall. It has a proper changing uh, hoist and changing bench, to, uh, and it's immaculately clean and beautiful. So, and, and it's such a lovely place. Yeah. And they do good cake. <laughs> that's <laughs> so important. That's, that's really important. Uh, something for everybody there. Um, Aylston Park as well, um, which was run by volunteers and set up, and they fundraised for a a swing um, that you can put a wheelchair on. And Clemmy loves going there on a sunny day. Uh, and and all the other children gather around and look, and they're like, "Oh, this is great!" And they they really love it too. Mm. All the other children that are playing there, uh, so that's definitely on the list. And uh, course gate uh, because they don't even bat an eyelid when we, when I walk in with Clem, and Clemmy goes skating with, on in her wheelchair, obviously, and. The DJ takes one look at me, knows I'm a lady of a certain age and sticks on the wham, which I'm really <laughs> grateful for. <laughs> I love 80s music and I think he knows that because I have a big smile and as I'm skating. So they're my three top uh, inclusive um, yeah. recommendations. And is there anywhere that you might go on your own to get away and have a bit of me time? 
Oh gosh. I, well, yeah, I do like walking and, and I I can walk out, luckily I can walk out of my front door and straight to somewhere beautiful. So mm. yeah. Herefordshire is like that, isn't it? It is, yeah. Mm. It's fantastic. Well, thank you, Vicky and Clemmie, for your time today. I know from my own experience that a life with special needs is never easy and your quest for improvement across Herefordshire is definitely to be applauded. Access for all is something we should all think about and as a tourism provider myself it's all too easy to cater for the masses and not consider the needs of the individuals who need that extra bit of help. So good luck Vicky with everything. Thank you Jay. thank you for um, listening today and I've really enjoyed it. And um, yes, and watch this space, Accessible Herefordshire. <laughs>